All right, let's get right to it. Gang Strewman here at the Four Outdoorsman. Thanks for listening and checking in. My buddy Mark Lukey is to my left. And Hi, between, uh, How you doing, buddy? Between us is one of our regular guests. He's a friend of ours, a sponsor of our show as well, Bill Katz. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, buddy? Good, good, good. Welcome back to the Four Outdoorsman. How'd it go over there at uh, Booth 106? Hey, how did you like that? <laughs> booth 106 Oh, that is funny. Wow. Yeah, isn't that great? And I've had that booth... Uh, uh, almost uh, nine years now. Uh, the reason they're making fun of the 106 is because our radio station here is 106.1. Right. Was that planned? Did you guys do that? Oh, it just happened to be, huh? Just a happy accident, and he didn't even notice it until this year. Uh, did you then, put a point one on your booth number? You should, yeah. I should have. I should have. <laughs> All right, well, he was talking about since we've got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was. By the way, I want to thank uh, Anthony Perry and Jeff, Jeremy Schreifels for just being on the show, and I'll tell you what. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. I know you're always a fan oh, of like the the people that come it. in here, but to varying yeah. degrees. And this one, I can tell you, like you really like Anthony Perry. Well, I'll tell you, when he walked out of here, and I was listening to the song you just played right now on the yeah. on the, the homegrown show it's called Lullaby. I thought, you know, if if this guy wasn't six three with a ponytail, <laughs> I would, I might have even liked it more. But uh, no, beautiful. He does Anthony. tower over both you. Oh, and just I. check that stuff out. I agree with you one hundred percent. They were fantastic, but you would make the worst movie, food, or <laughs> or music critic because everything you hear, see, taste, he loves it. You love it. Like for a movie, if <laughs> the lights it. go down before it starts, great movie. For, the, <laughs> for a music, if I'm it's not, just played live in front comedy of comedy show, music. best one I've ever seen. I'm, I'm not very picky when it comes. That's to That's good. Stuff. That's good. Hey, Bill Cass, now you were just talking about being at booth one hundred six. One hundred six. Where were you the last? We were at of the days? Blaine. Uh, I was at the Blaine Hardwater Show, the ice fishing show. It's uh, it was the second one of the year. Yeah. Um, and it was actually, we had, we had pretty good turnout this year. I, you know, I couldn't believe, uh, the amount of manufacturers, the fish house manufacturers that were out there this year it was probably the biggest I've ever seen. And I've been there 11 years. Well, I know that for during COVID, you know, it was hard to get a fish house, right? Right. And right. so obviously we're out of that environment. I think the manufacturers are probably trying a little harder to get new customers this year. So did you notice that this year that... Are they doing incentives or is there just more presence? I think, um, you know, I had a lot of customers come in. Uh, that was probably the biggest thing this year was I had uh, just bought a fish house this year. Yep. It's my first time. I'm a first time fish house owner. What do I what do I need to put in there? Obviously, he needs cat's covers. So got them set up there. But uh, along there's a you know all the you know all the gadgets yep. and little shiny things. And, and there was a lot of new people like that this year. I was really surprised. And your booth did pretty well, right? You yeah, said, I did. I did quite yeah. well. So I, cats I covers. We, you, now we, we you got a minute. Cats covers. Tell us what cats covers is. But cats covers. But you sold something more right. than cats covers this year, right? Right. right I've got. Uh, I've got. Obviously, there's my cats covers. I, I invented that in 2010. Yeah, good for you. Uh, it's basically it's a clear cover that fits over your hole, protects all your valuables from falling down the hole, whether it be car keys, cell phones, your glasses. Uh, plus, you can stand on it. It's strong enough to stand on. Yeah. And it, um, I've got that product. I've got my uh, the seven pin plugs that all the trailers plug into that your fish houses plug into your right. truck. Right. Um, so when you're when you unplug that, I've got a rubber boot that fits over the top of that. Um, they're not out on the market anywhere. They got them for the little four pins, but they don't have them for the seven pins. And I've got them. Yeah, boy. Yeah, it works real well. And then uh, I've got a, a carrying case, which are for my covers, but it works as an alternate because once you put my covers down you take that black cover out of your wheelhouse and what do you do with that a lot of them oh, throw it in a cabinet or whatever i've got a carrying case for that so it doubles not only for my covers but for the black 
cover itself. You know what I use it for? What's that? It's my tackle box. Oh, that's right. That's right. You got <laughs> for one. five years or whatever, I've used your your um, cover case for a tackle box. It's sure. perfect for me. Oh, it's perfect. perfect size. It's got a good carrying handle on it. You know, mm -hmm. it's nice and light and flexible and nice and easy. Then my last one is my uh, propane tank holders. Yeah. Which were, they went off crazy this year. I had uh, I got six different colors of those. And uh, what, what that is, is... Uh, you set that in the back of your pickup, and it's got a lip that comes down that goes in that little slot by the tailgate. Right. So when you close your tailgate, it locks that holder in place. That way your propane tank isn't a mini bomb floating around the back <laughs> of your pickup. And uh, it happens to me every time I hit the brakes oh, when I'm going somewhere. Man. I hear, do, 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 dum, dum. Oh no! You know, and that's you know, obviously worst case scenario, it's going to blow. But uh, you know. Two years ago, uh, there was a guy standing at my booth, and he took he took this propane tank holder, and he goes, God, I wonder if this would work. Only in the Ice Castle fish houses, you can flip it over and use it as a slusher. So when you're drilling your hole, <laughs> that's a snow, great idea. The snow comes up, and it won't get all all over your floor. It's like a big cone. Yeah. And then you just turn reverse your auger and. Or you could put it on top of your right five-gallon bucket and piss, and it's like a urinal. You could do that, too. A giant <laughs> urinal. Exactly. With a backstop. Exactly. Exactly. You mean urinate? I mean, what kind of kind of show is it? You sound like me over there right now. Blame, that's Mark Lukey, everybody, who doesn't like the word uh, that Mark just said. But that's what could happen. It's real life. No, well, good for you, man. Well, good for you. Things good are going you. great. We've got uh, we got upcoming shows. We've got uh, another uh, St. Paul Ice Fishing shows coming up here uh, in two weeks. And then uh, beginning of the year, we start all over January, end of January. We got a big festival, ICOG Festival up in Red Lake. And then obviously in September, what's in September? The Landcastle Summer Extravaganza. Yeah, yeah. Boy. It starts all over again. It never slows down for you, does it? Well, it you know, it doesn't. Yeah. And I thought this retired thing was going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk to you since Landcastle happened? How was it this year? I don't year? think so. No, I don't think we have. Uh, Landcastle was fantastic. We had a lot of... A lot of manu fish house manufacturers again Good. this year, and yeah, well, I bought a new one. Yeah, they, it works. They it, sold it, you. you know, and yep, they sold me, and, and there was another guy out there that brought nothing but like uh, snow blowers, plows, uh, mm -hmm. different implements like that, lawn tractors and stuff like that. Well, bought a new plow, too. <laughs> you know, so I went out of there with an empty checkbook. I year. bet. That's pretty dang sure. That sounds like a lot of fun. We've been to Lancaster before. And uh, this one, one, it's a, it's explain the whole process about that as well. It's an annual thing in September, but I think it's smart. Right. Well, what it is is it's uh, it's to be it's uh, kind of the end of summer, but it's uh, hey, let's get your fish house out, open it up, let's get your stoves working, let's get all your lights and bells and whistles working, and if something's broke, we've got a vendor there to fix it. We've got camping. We've got food vendors. We have live music. Yep. Last year we had Slam Obama again, and they yep. did a fantastic job. Um, but it's really good, you know, and it's very family family friendly, family orientated. We get a, a lot of kids going. This year we had a trout pond. Oh, fun! Boy, did that go off great! I imagine kids yeah. were out pulling trout out of that pond. That was just fantastic. Fry them up at your campsite, then. You, could, if you want, if that's what you wanted to do, yeah. you could do it. You <laughs> that's could my do buddy, it. Uh, our buddy Bill Katz, who's going to be spending the entire show with us. We have a heck of a show tonight. A couple of minutes. My son, Mike Heinen, is going to be on. He's uh, he, he and his wife Erica own Heinen Farm and Ranch, and they raise cattle and butcher them and do all that kind of stuff and they sell 
cows and meat and, and whatnot. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Then we've got um, uh, Aaron Shuck, who caught the largest walleye ever in the state of South Dakota just recently. He's going to be on. And then Jeff Lederman from the DNR is going to talk about something special to him as well later on in the show. But right now we got my, I call him Weasel, Mike. Mike Heinen, thanks for being on the show, sir. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? How's the fun? We're doing fine. Mark's here. Bill Katz. I'm sure you've met Bill Katz before, and uh, you know who I am. But thanks for being on the show. How was farming going? How was your day today? Uh, day was good. I uh, we worked on a uh, an old school lumber mill, and then I got out in the woods with Amber for a few hours here at the end of the day, and it was a good day. Beautiful weather. Did you see anything? Uh, I saw a couple uh, does, and Am saw seven does and a four-point sheet. She let them all go. But, uh, yeah, they look like they're starting to move a little again. Good, good. Go ahead, Mark. Mike, have you you shot a deer at all yet this year? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm kind of saving myself uh, for the big one, you know. That's You have that opportunity, so you might as well. For those of, yeah. you, those of you that don't know, Mike uh, is a, obviously Strew's son, but – Mike, you lived my dream, and I hope to be like you someday, where you found a great place and some land and just said, you know what, I'm going to farm, and I'm going to learn and build all this stuff. And I'm, I'm telling you, in, in 10 years, I want to be, be Mike Heinen. <laughs> well, you have to lose 100 pounds in, in about eight, eight inches, <laughs> 10 inches, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. Mike, let's talk about the, the Heinen Farmer Ranch. Now, obviously... You've only been farming here for four or five years, whatever it is, but and now you're doing some cattle stuff. So tell us what what's all about Heinen Farm and Ranch. How do you start this? How do you start this business? Well, I, I guess like Mark said, we just kind of something we just love the the lifestyle, and so we decided to just go for it. And uh, you know, we farm a little, and we also raise cattle. Um, we we do our best to just raise a, a good quality product and for ourselves and. Friends, family, local communities. Yeah. So you've been doing this for, for four or five years. How many cattle have you got right now? I remember it wasn't too many years ago. We had, oh, four or five. Or, now I think, how many cattle you got right now on an annual basis? 60-ish. I, I don't have, I don't know the exact number. Not a lot. We're small time, but, you know, enough to keep us busy. Yeah, that sounds like you're keeping your health busy. So t- talk about the, the butchering process. You know, uh, I've never bought a half a cow, but I've had a number of your steaks, of course, and everything is, is great. Tell us about the butchering process. How long did it take you really to get good at that? What's t- Tell us what's special about Heinen Farm and Ranch. Well, I don't know that we're more special than anybody else. Um, the butchering, you know, we butcher our own. Uh, we'll do some for friends. Otherwise, typically we sell a half a quarter or a whole We'll send it to one of our butchers uh, if there's availability, uh, or as their own butcher that we can coordinate with that. Um, you know, we're we're just kind of learning as we go. We've got two different butcher shops we're using. We've got slot dates for right now, so if somebody's interested, need to reach out all the time, and you know, over the next month or two. Hey, Mike, hang on. Stay still wherever you are because you're cutting in and cutting out, if you would do that. But you were, now how, long you, how long does it take for someone, if someone requests a, a quarter or a half, how long do they have to wait? And do they get to, can they pick out 
specifically what they're looking at. <laughs> hey, I want that one. one. Yeah, yeah, which one? Which one? How do they go about that? How do they go about choosing what they're going to get? If, if somebody wants to come up and pick out, they're welcome to. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, they're all pretty darn similar. So otherwise, we'll just send one to the butcher shop uh, for processing, paying for 12 to 14 days, uh, and then you've got you know, freeze time. So from the time they, they order one, you know, depending on the butcher, probably three weeks, four weeks out, something like that. One of the things you were talking to me about when we was at your house uh, not too long ago is that uh, uh, grain-fed is are, are two very, very important words in this process. And I didn't know much about, Stella, I just, still don't know much about this process, but grain-fed, you said that you, you grain-feed your, your, your beef from when until when? You don't. Nobody grain feed grain feeds their beef from birth. Well, how does that work? Describe that process. Well, we grain feed after we wean the calves off the mother, and we'll start introducing them to grain, and then slowly building them up. Um, you know, by the time they're ready for freezer camp, they're eating about 15, 16 pounds a day. Each. Wow. So, you know, I mean, the grain-fed, it puts some muscle or puts some fat on them, some intermuscular fat graining that long. Um, I don't know if you've had grass-fed, and I'm sure some people have them for many months and have delicious beef, but it's a little lean for my liking. Mm -hmm. I'm eating venison to me, and so we like to put a little fat on there now. It comes with flavor, and uh, it's just the way we like to raise the heart. Well, Bill Katz sitting next to me here was nodding his head. Tell me, so you that, know what he's that, talking oh, about. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, the the, uh, the grain fed or the, the the that's where the you get that marbling, the marbling in the meat, the good fats in the meat. That's where the grain the grain comes from. Yeah. So that's uh, and everybody seems to do some a different time frame. Some people leave them on pasture and then just grain out the last you know couple of months. But to me, you're just putting a lot of fat on the outside of the animal versus getting a long-term that actually builds within the muscle. Now, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. All right. High End Farm and Ranch, uh, Erica is a big we got to talk about Erica because she is 50% of this deal, and she's a wonderful <laughs> lady. She works her butt off with Mike 100% on the farm. And like we said before, Mike's not a big shot, and they haven't done this for a billion years. They don't have 500,000 acres and, you know, 200, 300 cows. They're small town, and they're, they're local people. So when you're buying, working with Erica and Mike, you can go out there and meet them. You can make a phone call to them, and they'll explain exactly what's going on. Uh, I think that personal touch is pretty important, and I think that's one of your goals. That's how you're trying to reach people, right, Mike? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Where Where is he located? Mike? We're, we're in North Branch. Perfect. Nice and close. Nice and local. Yeah. yeah. I, think, yeah. Uh, I think he just made, the- made a new customer here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please reach out. And we, the butcher shop, we, we have one up by us and one that's uh, south of the city. So we're flexible where you're getting, you know, where you're from. And we can send the beef down south or up by us also for pickup, make it a little easier for somebody. That's cool, man. Go ahead. All right. Awesome. Mike, how, how does somebody reserve one right now? Give me a call. Give me well, a call. Give me that number. 651 651- Two six zero nine five zero three is my number, or you can email us, um, or I believe Erica has something on Facebook. Yeah, or you can reach out to the show. If if you reach out to the Four Outdoorsmen 
on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you do, Twitter. Um, we will get you in touch with Mike and reserve your beef today. Hey, maybe you didn't shoot a deer. Maybe yeah. you need you, you need something in that freezer. Re- replace that deer meat. Mike will help you out. Brother. And I can almost guarantee you, uh, if, if uh, people had a choice between venison and, yeah. and a, a yeah. good old cow, I think, oh, they, yeah. oh, I yeah. think they're going to choose. Let's all the be cow. honest. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but it's but venison's great. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. with fifty percent pork. Yeah, we yeah. 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 right, right. Yeah, right. that's Mike Heinen, Erica Heinen. This H E I N E N. And again, 651-260-9503. If you have any questions about this whole thing, give them a call. They'd be glad to speak with you and take their, take their time. Or go to uh, Heinen Farm and Ranch at gmail.com. Uh, nice people, local, they'll take care of you. Mike, thanks for joining us today. We're pulling for you, pal. We're going to get you some business, all right? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. You could take care. Thank Bye-bye. You. Good kid, man. He's a good kid. Yeah, He's a, that's really awesome. a genuine, a nice, nice guy. Yeah, he it's is. just easy to work with. He's funny. He's approachable. He takes me duck hunting. Yeah. You got to get by beef from a guy that takes you duck hunting. Yeah, I think you do. If you want to just go out there and check it out, go out to his place in North Branch. They're there all the time. It's just not too far away from Highway 8. Uh, they'll show you all of the kind of Pick stuff. Pick out which one you want to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Play yeah. cow hunger games. Give me the one with the big yeah. spot. Yeah. Bring, bring your third grader. Honey, which one should we kill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we all said we're taking a break here? All right, let's take a break here. We'll be right back with Aaron Shuck, S-C-H-U-C-K, from Grand Forks, I think it is, North Dakota, I think. Checking in with the four outdoorsmen. Find them at mybobcountry.com under the weekend tab. Tired of losing your valuables down the ice fishing hole? Our friend Bill Katz with BK Outdoors LLC has the most simple, affordable solution on the market. Katz covers are a strong polycarbonate hole cover you can stand on and fish through. Your phone, electronics, keys, kids, and pets can now be safe with this simple solution. Go to CatsCovers.com. That's K-A-T-Z-K-O-V-E-R-Z.com. Made in Minnesota, a veteran-owned company. You can order yours directly or visit one of Bill's great retail partners to get yours now. Hey, the four outdoorsmen have been to Devil's Lake many times and fall in love with it every time. Hard water's here, and Devil's Lake is just about as good as it gets. I'm going to name drop here. Kurt Walbeck of Outdoor Bound TV and John Hoyer, winner of the National Walleye Tour the last two years, are only two of the professional big shots that feel like Devil's Lake is overall the best fishery in the entire country. Saying a lot. Hey, before you head that way, get a hold of Strewman here. I'll put you in touch with a great guide, nice hotel, superb restaurants, whatever you need. Check it all out on devilslakend.com. And thanks. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more.
Hey, one of the most beautiful winter settings in Minnesota is every square mile surrounding Ely. Ice fishing, of course, is superb and the options are nearly endless, but Arrowhead Outdoors, well, it's a must stop for every hiker, hunter, or fisherman heading that way because Chris and Steve, eh, they pretty much know it all. Hey, once again, Steve has fish houses for rent on the doorstep of the Bounty Waters. He fishes a lot and as a result knows where to put those babies and it'll put the odds in your favor. Hey, I'll tell you what, reserve your fish house today. Go to arrowheadoutdoorselmn.com. Clam Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Did you know you can purchase fresh beef directly from your local rancher? You can, and it's available now. Heinen Farm and Ranch has limited quantities of premium quality grain-fed beef for sale. Holes, halves, or quarters at $4 a pound. Custom cuts, delicious beef with exceptional marbling. Taste the difference and support local beef producer from Chisago County. Contact Heinen Farm and Ranch at gmail.com or message us, the four outdoorsmen. We'll put you in touch or give them a call at 651-260-9503. Hey, Bob Country, it's Brandon Backstrom here inviting you to join me on the Bob FM Winter Walleye Connection at Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods, February 4th through the 7th. It's the ultimate ice fishing trip. The package includes round-trip motor coach transportation, three nights of cozy lodging, nine meals, and two full days of guided ice fishing adventures on beautiful Lake of the Woods. Ballards will provide all the gear you need from bait to jig sticks and tackle, plus they'll even clean your catch for you. It's a great winter getaway for veteran ice fishing enthusiasts, but it's also a perfect trip for first-timers. Don't miss out on the Bob FM Winter Walleye Connection at Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods. Call 1-800-776-2675. That's 1-800-776-2675. Or visit ballardsresort.com for more information and to book your reservation. Get ready to make some memories on the ice on the 2024 Bob FM Winter Walleye Connection at Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 40-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term life insurance may only cost you about 100 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-353-9057. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-353-9057. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-353-9057. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life insurance, call 800-353-9057, 800-353-9057, or BigLou.com. All right, we're back, everybody. Four Outdoorsman Strewman here, Bill Katz next to me, Mark Lukey, Brandon behind the glass. We've got a special young man on the show right now named Aaron Shuck from uh, North Dakota. Aaron, thanks for joining us on the Four Outdoorsman. 
Yeah, hello. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'll tell you what. I, I talk, he's not my friend yet, but he's going to be because <laughs> I like anybody who catches big fish and is willing to take Strewman uh, in their own boat. You know, it, it's funny because uh, I like a guy like Aaron. Not only did he catch a, a 16-pound walleye, whatever the heck it was, you know, but he, uh, I called him yesterday, and we spoke in, like early morning, on 8, 9 o'clock, whatever it was, and uh, it's probably 30 degrees in, in South Dakota, wherever he was fishing. Hey, he's fishing. He's fishing yesterday morning, you know, wow. 30 degrees. You must love the outdoors, young man. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. So, uh, do you, how many days a week, how many days a year do you think you fish? I used to put it on a calendar and kind of keep track of it. And like, I think I always average around. Uh, 120 days a year or something. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot. I mean, that's good for you, you know. And it's it's now Mark and I. We don't we we, we need time to go to a gentleman's clubs. You know, we can't we can't we got to break it <laughs> yeah. up. You know, golf. Yeah, you know, golf and things. gentlemen's clubs. <laughs> we like to fish too, but we got to take it easy. Yeah, hey, uh, I bet you're tired of talking about this story, but but catching a 16 pound walleye is is an amazing thing. Have you ever caught a walleye even close to 16 pounds? I mean, you, you fish. I think you were on Oahe, I believe, which is part of the Missouri River flowage. If I re- what's the biggest walleye you caught prior to catching this big monster? Uh, probably. Well, I caught a fourteen pounder in Canada, but I could not keep that fish. So <laughs> that's a. It's a, so. Uh, did you ever? Uh, did you ever in your wildest dreams? Because you know. Oahe. My buddy Bill Katz is next to me. Bill, you've, you've fished in this lake before, right? I fished Oahe. I fished, matter of fact, uh, uh, I fished with Kurt Underhill in that, uh, that article that uh, you, you were on his podcast here not too long ago. Uh, Kurt's a good buddy of mine. And Oahe, you think Mille Lacs is a walleye factory. It, Oahe is incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. Do you agree, Aaron? Is it, have you fished Mille Lacs as well, like you talked about? And, and, uh, uh, compare Mille Lacs to Lake Oahe. I have never fished Mille Lacs, but Oahe is is good. I've been fishing it my you know for fifteen years, and I just kind of discovered this bite in South Dakota last year, and then it froze up. So we decided this year we were going to really hit it hard and. Yeah, we did. Now you're living. I think. I think I said Grand Forks, but actually you're Bismarck. Am I right? Yeah, Bismarck. Right. How about how far is Lake Oahe from Bismarck? It, where we fished in South Dakota, I think it's a two-hour drive. Oh, that's probably. nothing. That's not bad. That's nothing. Not bad that's at nothing. At Go ahead, Mark. So did it tick everyone in South Dakota off when a North Dakota boy caught their record, or what? <laughs> <laughs> did you get some grief what? for that? What's that? Did you get some grief because you're from North Dakota and you caught the South Dakota record? Yeah, I got some grief from some South Dakota guys. Yeah, <laughs> I bet, man. I bet. That'd be like, uh, you know, a Wisconsin man coming over to Minnesota and shooting a record buck or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. got to rub some of them the wrong way. Aaron, now, what is your background? How old were you when you started fishing? Who was your mentor? Yeah, just to kind of bring us to where you are today as far as your fishing experience. Well, I'm 43, and I probably started fishing 
Oh, boy. In high school, so 16, 17 years old, and I fell in love with walleye fishing, and I kind of made it a passion and just try to learn everything. I can't, I can't remember yesterday, but when it comes to fishing, I have a photographic memory about stuff, so <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Let's talk. I, I, yeah, it's, it's a passion for good mine. For, I, I love the fish. Good for you, young man. Let's talk about the, the, the day when you were fishing. Have you got all of the electronics, the brand new electronics, all the way to, to the side scope and all this other kind of stuff? Garmin, Panoptics. Panoptics. You got them all, right? No, I do not. <laughs> good for you. Good. good for you. Good for you. Tell us about the day. Who was fishing with you when you caught this fish? Me and my buddy, Jesse Shoemaker, he, me, him, and another guy, we fish tournaments all the time. Or we got a chub tub in both of our shops, and we just, we fish tournaments. And we won three tournaments on Oahe in North Dakota. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And we, and we have a big muddy tournament on the river, which we do good in every year. We fish a lot together. So he, me and him went down there. It was actually after that snowstorm we got in North Dakota. And it was cold. There was snow on the ground. And he calls me and says, oh, are you ready to go? And I go, have you been outside? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I'm standing outside right now. I go, well, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. No, I go, no one will be out there. Yeah. So we we got down there, and I think it was 15 degrees or 18 degrees or something. And the roads were icy. There was snow on them. And we put the boat in. It was cold. Man. <laughs> almost ice fishing. Yeah, almost ice fishing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we went to Swan Creek. That's just literally you put your boat in, you come out of the bay, and you can start fishing type deal. And that's kind of where all the big ones have been coming from. So we, we started right there. And I think... We caught three fish over 10 pounds, right, like in the first 10 minutes. And then I hooked into that big one. And he's on the back of the boat getting ready with the net. I'm telling him how much feed I got left. And, and he kept asking me, he goes, oh, is it, a, is it one of them big ones? And I go, yeah. It, I think it's bigger than one of them big ones. I go, <laughs> I go, this one is something else. I go, this one is big. So I I told him, I go, I got about 10 feet left here. I'm going to bring her up. And he goes, okay, I'm ready. So I bring her up, but she was about five feet out of net range. And I about fell over when I seen her surface. I imagine. 
and how big she was. She was so fast and so big. I'm just like, I kind of, I think I panicked a little bit. And I just, I just started cranking on the rod on the reel and he put her in the net and I, I just started screaming. I went, Oh, that's gotta be 14 pounds. Cause all I wanted to do is catch a 14 pounder in North, you know, in, in the States that I could mount one. Yeah. Because I, I mounted a 10-pounder, the first 10-pounder I ever caught. I probably caught 20 since then. And I just take a picture of them and let them go, you know. I wanted one in the team so bad <laughs> so I could mount that one and then I'd be done, you know. Well, I just kept saying, oh, that's got to be 14 pounds. It's got to be. Well, it ended up being 16-8. Wow. That's a big yeah. fish, man. You know, and one of the things, of course, we all read. Uh, we we read outdoor news on a weekly basis. It's our Bible. We steal half of our radio guests on the uh, from the outdoor news. <laughs> and sixteen uh, eight is is crazy. But uh, I, I was surprised with your experience and how much fishing you do on Oahu in that area that you you weren't sure where to bring it to have it officially registered officially weighed how far did you have to go eventually after two days i know that he had it in the refrigerator for a couple of days right how far did you have to go to have it officially weighed well like i said we weighed that fish 10 times that day (laughs) (laughs) and my buddy scale never ever said that it was even 16 pounds so we never we never worried about it we fished the rest of the day wow wow and then we weighed it when we got back to the ramp the boat ain't rocking and stuff so we could get a good scale read but his scale still said it was like 15 10 15 8 i'm like wow whatever it ain't it ain't close to the state record so i'm not we're not worried about it you right know? right so we went all the way back to Bismarck and still whatever. We're still thinking we got a 15 pound fish here. I was going to mount it and I decided to put my scale on it. That was in the garage, heated garage all day. So I grabbed my scale and I weighed it <laughs> and it weighed like 16.5 something. I'm like, holy <laughs> I go, I got, I told everybody, I go, I got the state record here and nobody's going to know about it. <laughs> wow. It'll taste good though. State. Oh, it tastes good. Yeah. 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 What was, uh, what was the old record at? 16-2. Oh, he smoked okay. it. He got her. So my buddy goes, what, what? He goes, I just bought this scale. It's a hundred dollar bubble scale. He goes, how does your scale read this? And mine read 15-something all day. So he went and got his scale, and he, he warmed it up on my heater in the garage. And then, finally, after it was warm and heated up, it magically read exactly what my scale did, 16.5. And I go, well, it's, it's 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night now. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do I do? I don't know what to do. So I tried to find a scale in town, which I couldn't do. So then Sunday, I actually took it to Cashwise in town here, and I weighed it, but it still, it 
he I just put it on the little scale, you know, and it it was saying sixteen something, but it wasn't saying the state record. So I didn't really know what to do there. So then I spent the rest of the day watching the Vikings <laughs> trying to figure out where I could take this fish. So finally, and I and I didn't want to do it here in North Dakota. I wanted everything to be legit, so I wanted to do it in South Dakota. So I got a hold of a guy, and he told me there was a certified scale in Pollock, which is probably an hour and 20 minutes from my house. And she said, her name's Lisa, at the Sunset Resort there. And she said, yes, I have a certified scale. And I go, well, can I bring it down in the morning? And she said, well, not till after 9 o'clock. I go, what? I go, I think I got a state record here, and I can't bring this fish down till after 9 o'clock? And she goes, yeah, I got a bunch of pheasant hunters I got to feed and stuff. I go, okay. I'll be down there at 9. So I drove all the way down there at 9 o'clock in the morning, 48 hours later. It's crazy. And weighed that fish in, and, yep, it was it was the state record. All right. Go ahead, so Mark. Hang on, does Mark. It wait, doesn't it kind of dry out? Like, wouldn't it be less than, like, if you pulled it right out of the water? Oh, yeah. It, it lost. I I really wish I really knew what that fish weighed. When I caught it, right. I know it was, I know it was over seventeen pounds yeah. easily. Yeah, that's my guess as well. Mark Fisher's in the studio next to us. He's a Hall of Fame fisherman from Minnesota, and we'll ask him that question during the break. The same thing, but I'm guessing in twenty four hours, forty eight hours, it had to lose a half a pound anyway. That's my guess. But I tell you what, congratulations, young man. This is special. We're gonna have to wrap this up, but I want you to sh- share one little bit of information you just received today or maybe yesterday that nobody else really knows the the big fish you caught the state record in South Dakota is what no longer what what that oh yes I, <laughs> your fish your state record that you caught is no longer a state record right no no it is not 12 12 days later a guy from South Dakota caught the Newton state record and it went uh, 17 pounds, 13 ounces. Oh, oh my God. Holy man. smokes. Aaron, I tell you what, Aaron, you got your work cut off for you, but you're not going to give up. I know that. You're going to, and you'll have you're 100, you'll have 140 days on the water next time. Aaron, we got to go to a break, but I'll tell you what, it's a hell of a story. Once you get this thing mounted, send me the photographs. We're going to stay in touch because I'm going to have you on the air again. You're a great guy. I'm excited for you. Congratulations on the temporary state record. Keep fishing, and, and thanks for thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman, all right? All right, man. Have a good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, take care of yourself. That's just back with Jeff Lederman of the Minnesota DNR. He had the state record for 12 days. Wow. Isn't that something? Wow.
Bob FM's Minnesota Country Salute CD Project is back for its final year. 20 homegrown artists have come together with Bob FM to create another album to raise money for the Minnesota Military Family Foundation and Minnesota Wheels of Honor. When you buy yours, you're helping the servicemen and women, first responders, and their families overcome the sacrifice they make for your safety. Find out where you can buy yours at mybobcountry.com on sale now. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional furnace repair at your home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your furnace goes out during a cold winter day. If you have a unit that's ready to roll over, Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any furnace system and can get your house warm and cozy again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your furnace goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it is too late. DazealHVAC.com. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit DevilsLakeND.com, and thanks. Hey, we all know Ely is home to some of the best fishing in all of Minnesota, and we brag that Arrowhead Outdoors is also the best bait and tackle shop in the entire area, and it is. For the second year in a row, Arrowhead Outdoors has been voted the very best fishing outfitter in the entire state, according to the readers of the Minneapolis Star and Tribune. That's a big deal. The best, not second, not third, the best. Hey, next time you're in Ely, stop by Arrowhead Outdoors and congratulate Chris and Steve and find out what makes Arrowhead Outdoors truly number one. And thank you. Clam out. Outdoors has what ice anglers need for ice fishing this winter. From portable fish traps and pop-up hub shelters to ice armor by Clam Outerwear and cold weather gear to stay warm on those cold winter days. Along with a wide array of accessories, Clam Pro Tackle, Frost Ice Line, rods, reels, and combos, and so much more. Whether you're a hardcore or casual ice angler, Clam has what you need for ice fishing. Check out the full line of ice fishing gear at ClamOutdoors.com. Every honest deer hunter would tell you they'd rather eat beef. And that's where Heinen Farm and Ranch comes in. Heinen Farm and Ranch is a small local business that raises some of the most delicious grain-fed beef with exceptional marbling. Hey, choose custom cuts or fill your freezer with your premium quality quarter, half, or the whole darn cow if you want. If this idea is new to you and you have questions, call Erica and Mike directly, 651-260-9503. Or you can email them at heinenfarmandranch.com at gmail.com. There's small town local farmers, wonderful folks, premium quality grain beef, and I'll tell you what, that's Heinen Farm and Ranch. Power Lodge is the number one source for ATVs in the upper Midwest. With the top three brands, including Polaris, CF Moto, and Can-Am, you're able to test drive them all in a head-to-head comparison to find the perfect ATV for hunting, ice fishing, plowing, and having the best time possible on four wheels. Power Lodge also offers all the best gear to fully customize your off-road vehicle, including plows, windshields, heated hand grips, gun scabbards, and more. All right, welcome back to the Four Outdoorsmen. Everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to uh, Aaron Shuck for sharing the story about his 16-pound, 8-ounce walleye he caught in... Uh, 
in uh, South Dakota someplace, but it's a heck of a story. But we, I tell you what, we got to talk to this guy right now. Jeff Lederman. Jeff Lederman with the Minnesota DNR. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I don't know if, uh, Jeff, I don't know. Jeff's an old Matamidi guy from where I am. I didn't even, I've, I've been gone about 25 years, though, but... Uh, I said, nobody leaves Matamidi unless they're downsizing. He said, well, I downsize. So that's why he left Matamidi. He lives in the Woodbury area or someplace right sure. now. But Jeff, did you hear any of the story we just told? We interviewed a guy named Aaron Shuck from uh, South. He's from North Dakota, Bismarck, but he was fishing Lake Oahe. He fishes that a lot in South Dakota. And he caught a 16-pound, 8-ounce walleye, which, is, wow. was, which was just about two weeks ago. Yeah, maybe okay. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so, of course, the reason we have him on the air is because he's got the state record, and it's a great story. So we talked to him the entire – I talked to him about a half an hour before the show started tonight. Uh, he tells me, oh, somebody broke the record. <laughs> so somebody's so – he's had the record for 12 days. Now somebody caught a 17-pound, six-ounce wall, six walleye, and I don't even know if it was the same lake. I'm guessing it is the same I lake. I would think so yeah. out there. That's a big fish. We don't have walleyes like that in Minnesota, do we, Jeff? Oh, I think we do. Not too many of them, but uh, it's been a long time since one's been caught that size. I yeah, think. it was about 1971, I think it was. It was uh, uh, Lake Saganaga over that mm-hmm. way up in northern Minnesota. But yeah, well, thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman, Jeff. You, what, what are your responsibilities with the DNR, and how long have you been with the DNR? Oh God, I've been uh, with the DNR now about nine years. I work in fish and wildlife and in our outreach. Uh, section. I supervise our education and skills program. So trying to get folks outside, get them hunting and fishing. And, you know, one of the big things we're doing right now is this new grant program called No Child Left Inside and hoping to get some funds out there. So community groups and organizations, nonprofit schools, we'll do more to get kids connected with the outdoors. You know, I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a pretty good job, Jeff. You know, you're not out there mm-hmm. uh, beating the bush and, and getting swore at by people you're tagging whatever but uh right you're trying to help kids and, and everybody literally everybody wants to get the kids outside and uh this program's been going on for how long and tell us exactly how it works yeah well it started a few years back uh 2019 the legislature gave us a little bit of money to get the program going uh we decided to do small mini grants up to five thousand dollars for organizations that want to just get started and try something, get a little bit of equipment, fishing rods, uh, snowshoes, things like that. And then we've done a few phases with a little bit larger grants, up to $25,000. For folks that have a bigger plan, larger scope, want to try to reach a few more folks. Well, this last legislative session, you know, there was a lot of resources around, and thankfully the legislature was happy with what we've done in the program. And they increased the amount of money to a million dollars a year for the next two years. That's good. Wow. And actually are going to provide funding. Uh, we have baseline funding now for about 500000 for the next, uh, well, into the future. Hopefully we'll be able to keep it going. How do you determine who makes the decision? How do you determine who gets these grants and how do people apply for these grants? Yeah, you just need to go to our website, um, mndnr.gov, type in No Child Left Inside, or if you even do a Google search, you'll come up with it. We have been doing a one round every year, and right now uh, our round is open for this next coming year. Uh, we're taking applications in through, through December 12th. We're, again, doing the mini-grants and those little bit larger ones. But um, the mini-grant application process is very simple. It's only a few pages, and um, you just submit that. 
through our website, into our website, you know, send in an email with the information. We've been getting so many requests for the, for the mini grants in particular that we actually do a lottery. Um, so if you qualify, uh, you have an eligible project, you can look on our website and get all the information about what qualifies, but it's a lot of equipment-type grants. We help pay for transportation to get kids outside to get to some of these really cool places in the state. But even if you just want to do things in the backyard or behind the school, there's a lot of things you can do there and help support. So for that's the small mini-grants. And for the larger grants, you actually have a little bit, of course, longer application, about six pages, but really you know, have a plan, tell us how you're going to spend the money, and then we do, those are competitive. So we have review committees. Uh, every grant is reviewed by at least three people who have expertise in outdoor recreation and natural resource education, both internally and external folks. And then uh, we tally up the scores, and, and the top programs, projects get the funding. Jeff, Mark here. Do you have to have a nonprofit uh, to receive the money, or can you just have a great idea to get kids outside? Is there, do you have to, does it have to go Good to question. a nonprofit? Good question. Public entities and nonprofits are eligible. So okay. individuals and private organizations, private businesses are not. But, you know, that public entities includes schools, local government, okay. uh, tribal organizations, uh, and then nonprofit. But what I would say, you know, if you have a really good idea, reach out to your school, reach out yeah. to your local sportsman's organization club and say, hey, let's do this. It's a very simple, like I said, for the mini grants, it's a pretty simple application. You can uh, hopefully, you know, you'll, you'll be lucky in the lottery and uh, you would be able to get that funding. Perfect. Hey, hey Jeff, this is Bill Katz. Say, uh, uh, I used to run, uh, I used to help run a, we, we called it Take a Kid Fishing. And it was, this was put on by, um, by our local union and a bunch of the surrounding mm -hmm. unions around the Twin Cities. And it was a great time. We got lots of donations. Would this be something that uh, we could apply for? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you'd be qualified as a nonprofit, right? So uh, definitely that would be something we'd be interested in. Uh, we actually, you know, the funding for these grants have been somewhat, some of them, it's been about, about half of the money is coming from the general fund and half is coming from Heritage Enhancement Account uh, through the Game and Fish Fund. And so we've been, continue to be true to that funding source. And we're setting aside 40% of the funding just for hunting and fishing. Oh, perfect. Other projects wider than that are eligible. I mean, the whole grant program is open to natural resource education, mm -hmm. outdoor recreation. But, you know, given the fact that a lot of our money is coming through the Game and Fish Fund, we've set aside 40% for hunting and fishing projects. So if you have a hunting and fishing project, you're more likely to get funded. Perfect, perfect. Dave, if you're listening, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, I'll tell you what. You know, the uh, the bigger grants, of course, are more complicated a little bit and more difficult to get because, it, obviously, it's, it's more money. Can you divulge some of the winners or some of the people who you've, who you've, you've donated who have gotten the $25,000 grants to some kind of organizations. What kind of organizations are getting those grants? Yeah. Um, you can go to our website, actually, and search and on our front homepage. You can click on all of the grants we've given out and see the names of the organizations and where they've been given out, which cities. Um, we do. We are. The legislature has acquired us to distribute these, these grants across the state, so we have broken in, in the regions per capita. But I'll just give you a couple of examples in uh, phases that just wrapped up recently. We had a project that went to Operation No Limits. It's a high-risk youth program through the Anoka County Juvenile Detention Center to just to get kids outside and get some of those folks connected with nature. 
we did a project with Perm, Empowering Kids in Perm, for um, uh, their autism students. Uh-huh. It was a really neat project to get kids outdoors that are working on autism. Um, and then in St. Paul, we're working with um, uh, minority youth that are um, working through this nonprofit called Urban Roots on the east side of St. Paul and getting out and trying some fishing and, and working on some other environmental-related projects. But I'll tell you what, this is this is wow. so good. We're talking with Jeff Lederman from the, the uh, Minnesota DNR. He's the DNR Education and Skills Team Supervisor. And as for, uh, he works with uh, No Child Left Inside is the name of this program. It's a great name, by the it's way. It's a great, yeah. well, he, they just stole that from somebody. Yeah. What's the other one we used to Well, there was, it was a No Child Left Behind. Oh, that's the, left yeah, behind. in a bus. Right, right, in right. a bus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Jeff, how did you, this is a great job, man, and, and obviously you're passionate about it. How did Jeff Lederman get into this position? What is your background before you got into the DNR? I actually was a teacher. I taught for a few years, and I knew I really wanted to try and get a job where I was doing more of this natural resource education, environmental education, so I went back and got a master's degree. was lucky enough to get a student teaching job working, sorry, a student worker job working for the state, uh, which has now become the Pollution Control Agency, and, you know, just trying to educate people about the outdoors and the environment. And then, I, you know, as you can tell, uh, a lot of this stuff is passionate for me just yeah. for my life in general. Yeah. I love to hunt and fish. I grew up doing that. And uh, on my own time uh, up in Matamita area, we started a no, um, fishing daughters club. So that was a really great experience and, and be able to make some connections with the folks over the DNR. And when the job came up and I was lucky enough to get it. You know, my wife and I, we, we're still members of St. Jude's Church. We raised our kids in Matamita and now they're all Mm-hmm. And they're two, fifty, right near fifty years old. My my youngest son's forty-seven, something something like that. Anyway, so uh, um, I loved Montemidi, and it was a great, great place to raise our kids. On the way to St. Jude's this morning, my wife and I a little bit early, so we drove down Gossowin. If you remember, if you know where Gossowin is, little little yeah. cul-de-sac, just to see what it's like as compared to the last twenty-five years, you know. And and okay. uh, it's it's all changed, but Gossowin was a a great place for my to raise my kids, but. Uh, it was it was a great yeah. place to be. Yes. All right, listen, I'll tell you what, we're going to let you go, but Jeff Lederman, how can someone, give us the website, give us the, the easiest way for someone to contact you guys about interest in No Child Left Inside. Yeah, uh, mndnr.gov, and if you just type in No Child Left Inside or um, Children even, and, or just put No Child uh, Left Outside, uh, no, sorry, no child left inside. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you type that into into the uh, Google search, you'll come up with it because uh, um, it's been a really popular program. We've got a lot of great resources. Yeah. So now this is a guy who's got his master's degree. Okay? So, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're putting all of our faith. All of your don't kids leave are, your children outside either. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Lederman, thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman. Sorry, take care of yourself. Keep riding that bike and say hi to Mister Steve Brink for me, would you? If you next time you see him, would you? I will do that. Right. Thank you for having you me. Bet. Take care. Thanks for doing what you do. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. That's funny. He, uh, when I called him yesterday, uh, that's a great program, by the way. But anyway, he said uh, he's puffing and puffing. He's out riding his bike, and he's a very avid bike rider. I know a good friend, not a, a great friend. I met him through real estate, but we're staying in touch all the time. Named Steve Brink from Monomy Diet, and he is an, one of these guys who's, ah, oh, let's go on a 100-mile bike ride today. You know, and he rides around Lake Pepin, that kind of stuff, and just for fun. like that. Oh, just fun. He's got an old army bike, and when he rides his army bike, he wears his army gear. You know, one of these guys. He's, he's yeah, sounds like a friend of yours. Yeah. <laughs> got to play the part. Yeah, Steve Brink's a good guy, but uh, 
Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. Anyway, this is a great program. I never heard of it until I dug up new stuff with the DNR. Never heard of that either. Yeah. But like I said, I used to run, uh, help run that, uh, take a kid, uh, fishing and it was great. It was open up to anybody could bring their kids out. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of donations as far as every kid got a fishing pole, rod and reel yeah. to ice fish with. They got lures, they got everything. And we just had a Remember uh, a couple of years ago, the guy with the create lure. Well, sure. Yeah. Came out oh, we, yeah. We bought a bunch of them lures and gave them away to the kids. Yeah. So they all got something, you know, just to give get it in their heads. Hey, this fishing's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. That's Granted, really, really they won't cool. get free cool. prizes cool. every time they go, but, you know, just, just to get fish. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, we have a couple minutes. Um, I forgot to do a real shout-out oh. post, but I have a shout-out. The Centennial Cougars football team hey. is playing for the state title this Friday. Wow. Um, 1983 was the last time they were there, I believe. And you and I were. And we were at the game to get there. Thank you, Stu, for coming with us. You bet. Helping me watch my children and, <laughs> and buying them Dippin' Dots. I know which, it. Um, so I really appreciate that. So yeah. I hope you go on Friday, and I'll see you there. But I'll try. Um, yeah, shout out to them. I'm, we're really excited to go down there and, and watch that on Friday. i am uh, got a shout out to the uh, Sathry family down in Adams, Minnesota, because They've invited me to, and you, but you can't go. But uh, no, you can't go. We already asked you. We're going to go weekend, down there. Yeah. yeah, we're going to go down there and pheasant up with the Sathry family in Adams, Minnesota. So we got uh, nice. got Kevin and Porkchop and Weasel and a whole bunch of funny names. But we're going to have a lot of fun. So hopefully, I can shoot a couple of birds. And thanks for inviting us. I'm looking forward to this this coming Friday. Got a Thanksgiving I, plan there, buddy? Uh, we do. We're having. We're actually having the family over first time in a long time, and I can't wait. It. it yep. That's, That's the awesome. best thing about Thanksgiving, yeah. getting all the food together, but just getting everybody together. I've got four grandkids now. I got three, uh, four daughters. So it's. I like, thought you were going to say I got four grand wrapped into it already. And, well, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell I you got, what. I got one quick shout yep. out. Uh, this goes out to Eric Fredrickson. Uh, he's the guy who I bought my <sighs> brand new Northwinds fish house from. Oh, good yeah. for you. You guys are going to like this one once you see it. <laughs> I want to live in it. He there showed me go. some you photographs will. of that. You will. Hey, let's wrap it up. I'll tell you what. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to uh, uh, Jeff Lederman, of course, for the DNR, and and Aaron Shuck, the temporary state record holder for walleye in uh, South Dakota. He had it for 12 days (laughs) until someone broke it a couple of days ago. Anyway, thanks for everybody uh, listening to the Four Outdoorsmen. Have a great week, a safe week, a wonderful Thanksgiving. And in the meantime, my buddy Mark's got something to say. Happy Thanksgiving. Get outside and make some memories.